Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your host, Tim. And Shannon. It's opinion, fact, information, and your alert system. Stay tuned and enjoy the show. And welcome to Right Spokane Perspective. Folks, you've got your ballots in hand. They came in the mail. Hopefully you already filled them out. And if you have not, and you know people that have not, that you're going to encourage folks to turn out and vote. We're talking about the local government issues that are you know, your potholes, your policing, and your children. That is your local government and your school boards. And today we have Winnie Schlittenhart in studio with us today. She is a candidate, Nine Mile Falls School Board, uh, position number three. And she is also uh, a partner with her husband in the honor flag. I would say it's almost a movement, but they're, they're moving it right out of their, their home shop into the community honoring our veterans. So we're going to jump into that interview in just a moment after some inspiration. Our inspiration today is confronting and love. He did many things well, but there was a problem. Everyone saw it. Yet because he was so effective in accomplishing most of his role, his anger issue wasn't adequately addressed. He was never truly confronted. Sadly, this resulted in many people being hurt over the years, and in the end, it led to the premature close of a career that could have been something so much more for his brother in Christ. If only I'd chosen to confront him in love long ago. In Genesis 4, God provides the perfect picture of what it means to confront someone's sin in love. Cain was infuriated. Being a farmer, he'd presented some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. But God made it clear that what he'd brought him wasn't acceptable. Cain's offering was rejected, and he was very angry, and his face was downcast. So God confronted him and said, Why are you angry? He then told Cain to turn from his sin and pursue what was good and right. Sadly, Cain ignored God's words and committed a horrific act. While we can't force others to turn from sinful behaviors, we can compassionately confront them. We can speak the truth in love so that we both become more like Christ. And as God gives us ears to listen, we can also receive hard words of truth from others. Heavenly Father, help us to have the courage to confront others in love and to receive hard but true words with grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Don't be like Cain, but have the ability to confront the Cains of this world before they do their dastardly deeds. And of course, we have someone that is willing to confront government and also confront our military members who have honorably served in Winnie Schlittenhart. She is here in studio with us today. She is the Nine Mile Falls School Board candidate for position three. Thanks for coming into the studio today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So just a, a brief, um, you know, reintroduction. You and your husband do the honor flag, uh, building of the flags and handing them out just really quickly. How's, how's that been going lately? Uh, very well. In fact, we've given four away this week. So and four, we, just we this had week. the opportunity to do something totally amazing. We were able to give, um, we call them gold star flags to two different gold star mothers. That was totally amazing. And Carl was so moved. So you guys have been, uh, you know, working those fingers to the bone, building <laughs> these flags, getting them done, getting the uh, preparation, the wood and the planing and the, all the work that you've got to do to put these uh, wooden flags together. And of course, the, the artwork side of it is is amazing and touching, but the interaction with the uh, 
the veterans and the things that they've sacrificed, their families have also sacrificed on behalf of the United States citizenry is, is great. So you're looking at being a school board member. How's that campaign trail looked in Nine Mile Falls running for school board? Well, Carl and I are known in our community because we do our honor flags, the majority of it we do in our own community because we have so many veterans. And so we do them at our local business because then the people come together to honor whoever the veteran is. And so you're talking about the local businesses in the Nine Mile Falls area. Now, you guys told a story uh, one time. I think you saw a license plate or a bumper sticker, and you said, we're just going to wait in the parking lot till they're done shopping. <laughs> well, that was kind of how we started. <laughs> I mean, that was... It, it was just amazing. Just honor, honoring just the veterans us. right in the parking lot. <laughs> uh, nothing. We do it at garage sales. <laughs> oh, garage! So, so these are not necessarily planned gifts to these veterans. As far as they're concerned, they don't know you're you're going to be there. Oftentimes. Hardly ever have they known. Even when we set it up with someone, they keep it a surprise so that the person's just going to dinner. For whatever, right? Right, and so yeah. Well, that's great. So you've gotten known in the community doing, uh, you know, this this act of of giving love, admiration to our veterans, and in the process, you're looking at being a school board member, helping oversee the education of of all of those veterans and the community's children in the Nine Mile area. Yes, that is my desire and my goal. That's what I want to do. That's what you want to do. Yeah. So there's been some events, I'm sure, with being a candidate that you've been involved with and you've been able to get your message out talking to uh, folks in attendance that are looking to get information from school board candidates because there's probably several positions open there. Yeah, there is. There's two, di three different positions, two challenged. Two, right? two challenged positions. One is being One is unopposed. Un unopposed. Okay. And yeah. so what have you experienced in, in these events? Well, what we did, me and another gal that was running for office, is we put ourselves together and we set up meetings for the community. So we set one up in a church. We set one up in one of the business event centers there. Um, and we have one in the fire department that will finish it. So we have just gave the opportunity for the people to come out and to talk. Well, the other event that was set up was set up by the Chamber of Commerce, and it was set up to happen in the middle school, and they invited me and all the other candidates to go. And the day of the event, they sent me a thing to give them a signature that agreed to their rules of whatever decorum they wanted me to agree to it. And when I looked at their rules, it wasn't anything that I felt like I could agree to. I could definitely agree not to be belligerent because I'm not that kind of person. But I couldn't agree to anything else. I am who I am, and I will state whatever I need to state, however I need to state it. I'll talk for me, and the Chamber of Commerce is not going to. Neither would anybody sitting in that room because at the end of the paper, they said they could remove you if they didn't like how you handled yourself. So that makes to some extent, obviously, if you're, uh, you know, flailing your arms and screaming profanities, that would be a problem. But basic decorum is, you know, part of the political process. Unfortunately, you know, I've been a candidate. I've seen a lot of candidate forums. And because they create these rules and guidelines, 
and the moderators kind of lead the the discussion you know it's great to have a moderator you want to make sure that you're having civil discourse that is productive for the voters productive for people to hear but you know these rules and the way that they ask the questions you really don't get much out of these debates most of the time you could just go ahead and read the three bullet points on flyers that come in the mail and you're getting the same thing. It's just talking points and you don't really have a debate. That's why most of the time they call them a forum, but you don't even really have a true forum because the questions are scripted. The candidates are often scripted in the rules for the candidates. They bring up, you know, terms and things that you're not supposed to say issues that you can't bring up. And so they really control the, the narratives around it to where the, citizenry that's wanting to vote for different candidates for different offices are not getting information about how a candidate if elected would make decisions on their behalf because you don't have that debate structure it's just a campaign forum that that really chokes down the kinds of things that people can talk about and then the citizens are left with well that didn't answer any questions for me well and we had already held a meeting so we didn't have a moderator. We let the people talk. We listened to them. And then when they ask us the questions, we answered their questions. No one was belligerent. In fact, it was a, a very good meeting. Everybody left there except for two of the candidates, which have views and values that are different and they vaguely answered questions. One didn't answer at all. So the people even need to learn. So it was a peaceable event. So there was no, very, no, very. no problems. But you had open dialogue with voters, people in the community, people that are paying the taxes mm -hmm. to you know, have local government and local schools that were able to address candidates and you know, maybe elected officials as well that are, are currently you know, on the boards maybe. And no problems. So you went to this other event where they created all these rules and guidelines where everyday citizens couldn't just ask a question. Okay, and this was what was really sad. I said to everyone, she wanted to tell, do, do, would you like me to say something to the people? I said, no. And I started to just leave, and I thought, no, I'm not going to leave these people that are here uh, without understanding why I'm leaving. And so I explained to them that the rules that they had were rules that I could not abide by because they abridged my freedom of speech. They want me to talk like they want me to talk. They want me to respond to the questions the way they want me to, and I can't do that. And so I'm not, because I won't sign to the agreement, I can't be a part of uh, being asked questions. Well, I just turned around, uh, thank you, and turned around and left. People in that room, all adults, started whining like they were a baby as if that was what I did by standing up for my rights. One of the board members made a negative kind of statement. Um, all of them were derogatory towards what happened instead of being adults. I mean, where have we gone that they're going to demand decorum and I stand up and they give me that? But they had to cancel you. They had to yeah. make sure that your words of truth and the stand that you took 
was absolutely denigrated because you made them feel like their requirements didn't cut the mustard. Well, you haven't said perfect. And and typical debates, it's actually a debate. So there's a question asked, uh, a person is directed, typically they take turns between people that are on the stage, whether it's a political candidate or a different issue, whatever's being debated, and you would respond in turn, and the next person would also have a rebuttal and a response. And the way these candidate forums are held is they expect you not to respond to what another person says, only state your own position, and then there are no rebuttals in a lot of these forums. Well, that's, that's not a true debate. A yeah. true debate is a conversation, and it is a, a kind conversation between two people well, it doesn't have debating to be. a topic of whether they agree or disagree. Well, it doesn't have to be kind to have decorum because some people are offended by other people's opinions or positions, but you have you have the right to be offended and people have the right to say things that other people don't agree with. But if you have a, a rules that basically state that you can't go after a candidate for something that they said or a position they hold because yours is different, that's not a debate. It's not even really a forum. It's, it's more or less a control tactic so that you like when he said, you don't have freedom of speech, you can't take a position that's outside of their political narrative, and then they can all have uh, coffee and donuts and act like they did something for the community when really the citizens are no more the wiser or prepared to vote. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. The Citizens Alliance for Property Rights has published our ratings of 2023 candidates for office in Washington State. Find these on our website at caper.us, C-A-P-R.us. Councilman Arnie Woodard and former state representative and council candidate Rob Chase of the city of Spokane Valley were both rated outstanding property rights advocates. Among those candidates rated good by Caper are Nadine Woodward, Kim Pleece, Michael Cathcart, Earl Moore, Jessica Yeager, and Erica Lalka. Go to our website for more ratings. That's caper.us, C-A-P-R.us. Tim and Shannon have published their interviews of many candidates on their website. Find those at rightspokaneperspective.com. Finally, don't forget to mail in your ballots by November 7th. Good candidates are counting on you to vote. We want to thank God and you, the listeners, for the opportunity to continue the Right Spokane Perspective radio show and podcast programming. Listeners, it's because of your support we continue to bring you facts, commentary, and alerts on what's happening in local government, politics, and issues affecting us all. Please send your most generous support to Right Spokane Perspective, LLC, PO Box 7620, Spokane, WA 99207. Thanks again, and back to the show. And welcome back to Right Spokane Perspective. We have Winnie Schlittenhart from Nine Mile Falls. She's running for school board position three. And we were talking about debates and decorum. And, you know, in this country, we have decisions that are made, not just in uh, politics and voting, where we have uh, debates and forums that really people aren't that the wiser to vote, being informed by these forums, because they are so controlled. And I, I see the same thing with our governing bodies. You know, I I look over in England and not that I want to follow English laws because we already fought that war. But I like the fact that they have lively 
debates. And now we've, we've got a Congress, they go back and they have meetings behind closed doors so that they don't have outbursts on the House floor, if you, you know, or whatever governing body. There should be lively debates for the citizens to be able to view the arguments of their elected leaders to take positions on our behalf and have that on, that's why they debate on the House floor. They're supposed to. They're supposed to debate in our city councils and our school boards. Yes, there's going to be more emotion than some people might be comfortable with, but some of these issues are groundbreaking issues that change the outcome of citizens' lives, the use of our tax dollars. There should be lively debate instead of this smiley, I look like uh, you know, a superstar, I'm um, up here on the stage, so please vote for me other than this other guy that said things that sounded just like me. And that's not the political process we should have. We should have that lively debate. And the Supreme Court has said so. The laws have stated so. And we're led down these campaign paths where everybody just gets their talking points. Oftentimes they're the same. And we're not any of the wiser as voters or citizens to, to make decisions. Well, and we had uh, Justice William J. Brennan Jr., who opined on that topic, writing for the majority. He said that debate on public issues should be uninhibited, robust, and wide open, and said that venomous criticism and even mistakes were part of the price of a democratic society must pay for freedom. And that was from the First Amendment.mtsu, a New York Times company versus Sullivan, 1964, the Free Speech Center. And that was a Supreme Court ruling that said we must have lively debate and that that First Amendment be protected so that we can all have adult discussions which sometimes they're not always kind, but they're honest. And honest. that's where lively debate should come from. So let's jump back in with uh, Winnie Schlittenhart because uh, you experienced uh, a debate that was not a debate. It wasn't even a forum. It was more a discussion that was controlled. That's exactly what it was going to be for me. The others didn't seem to mind it at all. But I'm sorry, I, I am... First of all, a communicator. Uh, I want answers. I want to ask questions. I, and I'm very honest all the time. It doesn't bother me to be honest. It really offends people if you're truly an honest person. And that's sad because they've taken it, debate out yeah. of society. I don't know that it offends people. I think there's a lot of folks that would like to have an honest conversation. Of course, you're not going to be insulting people or, or derogatory unnecessarily, but you want to get down to the truth. You know, exactly. the, the, the uh, controlled thing where we can't offend anyone, we're letting a small group of people that want to control the conversation because they act like they're offended if you bring up an issue that they don't want you to bring up. But the rest of the citizenry, I think we, we do want the truth, even if it's uncomfortable. Oh, I agree that we want it. And maybe I should even say that I feel somewhat society has given us a fear. And then quite honestly... Um, maybe even in Christianity, there's been way too much brotherly love and not enough debate, not enough honesty, and um, even maybe taken on a bit of, if you don't agree with me, I'll just be silent and shun you. When you're talking about a position that has to do 
with the educational guidance of our children. Exactly. And we need to teach them the truth. I mean, okay, well, it's offensive uh, and it's scary to talk to children about issues of, of health in certain ways that, well, there's risks to certain behaviors. You know, you got to uh, be safe around water, learn how to swim, stay away from water if you don't know how to swim. Well, if you live in Nine Mile Falls, there's water there, right? And mm -hmm. so maybe the children need to be educated mm -hmm. on, on certain measures of safety and letting them know that, People die and drown in that river if they're not acting appropriately. Well, that's a truth maybe that's uncomfortable to be told, but it's one that the children need to learn. So if we're not willing to be honest with each other in political discourse, how do we expect that they're going to be honest with our children in their education? Yeah, and I don't think it's that. I think as, as a parent that had children in school, I think I would have welcomed a candidate that just would like to answer questions, not already decided questions, just questions from the crowd about ha issues <clears throat> having to do with the schooling of our children in the district. I think it's, it's honoring to meet a candidate that is standing up and saying, whoa, wait a minute, I'm not going to let you control the answers that I give. And I rather I'm going to stand up and I, I would rather just answer questions questions from the crowd you know they're the ones voting for me not the people putting on the forum that's right exactly and i told her they don't want to hear your voice they don't want to hear what you think they want to hear what i think you're not on the ballot yeah exactly well and it seems like that's been where we've been in education for a long time is sticking to the narratives and these forces outside of school districts outside of uh, the school boards outside of, you know, the, the taxpayers knowledge are controlling what's going on in our public schools. And I, that's why I'm, in, I'm so encouraged the last couple of years, especially now, more citizens like Winnie Schlittenhart are running for school board. And it's, it's been this controlled debate, this controlled mm -hmm. forum that's occurred over a span of time that the educational industrial complex voice up their candidates for the school board. They get elected. They do what, uh, you know, some entity inside of the educational industrial <clears throat> complex wants them to do. And the taxpayers and the citizens are so supposedly none the wiser, but we're paying for it. So it's not just people that have their children in the schools, but citizens that are starting to learn and see what's going on in public education <clears throat> and are now starting to demand, hey, what am I paying for? You know, these are children in my community. What are we teaching them? I don't want to teach them to be an activist that later down the road, they're going to be doing violence in the streets in the name of whatever. I want children to be educated so they can be contributing members of society. And so uh, I do see a lot of candidates stepping up to the plate to run because of the, the problems they're seeing. Well, and they're major problems. They're not minor. When we have in Nine Mile Falls, high school kids wearing ears and a tail and somebody calling them furry, we have a problem. We have serious transgender, this whole ideology. Do you realize our children, 40% increase in suicides from 13 to 18? Do you realize one in three transgender children kill themselves? Go look at a classroom. 
And one out of three of those kids, count them, how many are going to die? Because we want to sit back and be nice. Because we want to have all this good conversation. No, we just need to have conversation. People are afraid to speak up because people have taken over communities. This whole crowd of people literally left that thing, went right to Facebook, went into their little scenario of trying to... Uh, degrade and tear me down and that was fine see it does the funny thing for them it doesn't bother me because when I go in there there's a lot of them not gonna like me because I'm I don't have but one vote so I can't take over but I can get into every drawer every file I can find everything that they've hidden and I can take it to the people and that's what I will do that's important too. The people need to be informed about how their tax dollars are being used and people can agree and disagree on certain issues, but like the issues that you brought up, it's not that we're just being nice and we're being tolerant of things that are outside of normal behavior. We're encouraging those behaviors and promoting them. We're using tax dollars to put up reader boards and to, and to uh, have classroom time where children are Um, role-playing issues that most parents feel are outside of the education system's role in their children's uh, upbringing. Most definitely. I had a a member of the community uh, send me at least 15 questions that he wanted answered, and they were very pertinent questions about LGBTQ, about all of these things that we're talking about. And they want answers. Well, there were so many. I answered the first three as fully as I could and said, I'll mail you. As I get them answered, I'll mail them to you or email them to you. I answered the first three. And out of the first three, he knew he would vote for me. People are scared of what's going on with these children. I'm sorry. Even there is just so much that's happened to our children, this whole COVID thing and children being made forced that are in sports, forced to get vaccines. We just had another 14-year-old girl die of cancer. It has speeded up cancer. My brother-in-law died of that uh, disease that eats the intestines away. It speeded his up dramatically. My other one had a myocarditis because... Of, and do you know why they did? Because we're not talking. Because we're not talking. We couldn't even tell my own family. This is dangerous. We've seen this. And we couldn't show them proof. We have to talk. We have to break down these barriers. I'm telling you, with everything in you, if you fight for anything, it's to make sure that people know they can say what they need to say. They can say it how they need to say it. Informed, because the people need to hear it. Informed consent. Yes. And we need to make sure that we are informing others, that we are trying to find the best possible sources of information so we can make informed decisions, which is why we do so many of these shows with yes. candidates. And you can find a lot of the candidate interviews. Folks, if you've got your ballots, if people you know have their ballots in hand and they don't quite know who to vote for because a lot of these local candidates, they're not big dollar campaigns, so there's not a lot of information or websites. We've done a lot of these interviews, so go to rightspokaneperspective.com com grab those interviews of all the local candidates you know you, if you live in nine mile uh, school district you obviously have heard from Winnie Schlittenhart and can make a decision based upon this interview but there's a if you live in nine mile and you've got family members that live in other districts go to rightspokaneperspective.com grab 
those interviews and send them to your friends and family that live in other districts so they can make an informed decision. Because we've got to have lively debate. We've got to have real information, not just bullet points on a flyer that might come in a mail from the most heavily funded candidate. So I appreciate that Winnie Schlittenhart has uh, stepped up to the plate. Like you said, there's a lot of families that have stepped up to the plate. You brought up several of those issues today on the show with um, sexualization of the children in a lot of uh, non-traditional ways, I guess we could say. Um, and also this activist role that they're teaching our children to play in, uh, you know, separating our country based upon race, this whole DEI, I always call it DIE, diversity, inclusion, mm -hmm. and equity. It's how all civilizations die. And we've got to take uh, an active role in this as voters because we're paying for this and silence is consent. Silence is silence. Science, yeah, silence is also uh, compliance and we need our children to learn science and it's true science truths that we've found through the scientific method not the weird science that we're being fed and that our children are being fed uh, by activists that have taken over portions of our education system and folks it's in a lot of our schools you think you might live in a rural school district you might love the teachers of your children but it's being forced on them because of educational standards that are coming down from the state level and we need school boards to stand up. So thanks again, Winnie, for coming in. You're and, welcome. Thank and you. Folks out there, let's make informed choices, get those ballots turned in. That being said, we'll be with you again tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. You have been listening to Right Spokane Perspective. We are sponsored by Right Spokane Perspective, LLC, and made possible by advertisers you hear and contributions from listeners like you.